Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am V, and this is the Sussex Set. This is episode 35. I hope you guys are having a great November as we go into the end of the year, go into Thanksgiving, into holiday season. I'm going to skip the charity spotlight for the most part this week. However, I do want to highlight an initiative that is taking place, and I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter. I just have to applaud the ladies who put together the hashtag Sussex Great Forest initiative running from now until Archie's birthday. I really um, admire, I really admire that, and I really enjoyed reading about how that came together. Um, It was a group of 12 Sussex supporters, And the project spans globally. And that just seems to be the way that uh, things are done, not just as a group of people, but just because of the time that we live in as well as how easy it is to communicate with one another and organize. And so I really appreciate them using that to their advantage and using it for good. So I just want to talk a little bit about that as I move into the mess of the week. (laughs) Um, I plan for this to be a mini cast. We'll see because y'all know I can get the talk in and it, it just turns into an hour before you know it. But time is super short for me this week. So I, I just want to hit on a couple of things that we've all noticed that we've all been talking about this week. But first and foremost, the Great Sussex Forest or the Sussex Great Forest. There we go. The Sussex Great Forest. And of course, I am honored to talk about it and promote that on my own platform because I feel like it's it's a team uh, however these ladies really do deserve their due and um, I really hope and I, I believe based on history that these four charities that they are putting at the center of the initiative will see a benefit and so it's spearheaded by 12 women 12 Sussex supporters and they've selected four charities for well-wishers to plant trees in the Sussex's name. The UK-based Tree Sisters is a female network of nature lovers, leaders, activists, daughters, and mothers working to inspire a wide diversity of women to help crowdfund tropical reforestation. The UK nonprofit One Tree Planted focuses on planting trees around the world. The third charity is Britain's International Tree Foundation, which is one of the world's oldest tree planting programs, and it is involved in initiatives in more than 30 countries currently. And finally, the fourth, it's the Greenbelt Movement Organization, which was founded by Nobel Peace Prize winner Wangari Maathai, and it works to engage women in planting trees, empowering communities, and helping to protect critical watersheds. So again, that's the Tree Sisters, the One Tree Planted, organization, the International Tree Foundation, as well as the Green Belt Movement. I will be donating to all of those organizations um, and hope that any of the funds donated, not just by me, but anyone who maybe sees this story and chooses to donate and take action. Um, Wonderful work and well done. Now, let us proceed, shall we? So it's a couple of things I actually haven't uh, talked about or had the chance to talk about between um, last recording last episode and this week. It goes without saying that everybody is so excited for Harry and Meghan to spend Thanksgiving and spend the holidays away from London, (laughs) England, to be frank. Um, 
I actually saw some reports that they might not go home for Thanksgiving, but I'm I'm still going with that, that they actually will. Oh, <laughs> home. Actually, Harry is technically home. I'm obviously speaking from Megan's perspective. Um, but I, I, I hope the U.S. kind of becomes a second home for Harry. But I'm actually, I've just kind of stuck it in my head that Harry is definitely, Megan is definitely going to go to the United States and California to spend time, of course, with Miss Doria for the holidays. Because anytime they've been able to see her, she's traveled over there. So it'll be nice for her to stay in her own stomach grounds for a little bit. But, um, you know, everybody's just hoping Harry gets his first taste of sweet potato pie. And, you know, Megan and Doria are super healthy, so I'm sure it could be alternatives of your typical fixings. But um, I just hope they enjoy themselves. That would be really great to see pictures on the back end of that. But if we don't, I find peace in knowing that they got away. So um, I really hope they do. But like what gets me and really just sort of frustrated me a little bit, not even frustrated, it just kind of makes me roll my eyes, you know, is how people have are saying like, and I've seen a couple of the headlines well, Megan and Harry should spend time with the queen. She doesn't have many holidays left. You don't know which one's going to be her last. And it's like, these are some of the same people saying that Harry and Megan need to step away from the royal family in general or dim their own light so that the others can shine. And it's like, girl, which side, like, make up your mind. Which, which, which is it? You want them near or you want them far? You know, but what to me, what, what it boils down to is... You know, the same people who are the loudest critics of Harry and Meghan, they want to they want to really be able to control them. It's really not about Harry and Meghan being so different from royalty or which they're not because I told y'all they're all ghetto. Um, <laughs> I ain't got no qualms about saying that again. But, um, you know, none of them like none of them are like superheroes. You feel me? And so to try to make it, it seem as though the Sussexes are somehow subpar just because Harry didn't marry an English rose or Harry doesn't have a white wife or, you know, his wife is a woman of color. And, you know, they don't really they don't really care about that deep down. They just I, well, I think they care about it, but I think they just want to be able to control them. They want to be able to manipulate their actions based on the things that they write. And that's why they're so upset that they're actually being sued, like some of these same entities trying to control them. And I'm not saying that they're not, that they're, they don't have uh, people trying to move, chat, you know, move pieces on the board in the royal family, too. And again, maybe there's some working in tandem with that. But I think there are people who sort of get their rocks off thinking that they can control and or dictate the movements and actions of Harry and Meghan because Harry and Meghan are so powerful. So if you can, you know, make them second guess themselves or make them, you know, change their plans, their travel or holiday plans and stay with the queen or stay with the royal family in England, then, you know, if you're that sadistic type of person, you feel good about <laughs> having Harry and Meghan change their game plan because of something you wrote, some bull crap you wrote. So that's that's what I see when people complain about Harry and Meghan not being uh, going to Sandringham for the holidays. 
They don't care about the queen. They don't care how many years she got left. They don't. They don't. But, you know, it's like they think that people are stupid enough that they can't see through that or that there are no critical thinking skills left in the world for people to even be able to consider that as uh, one of their aims. So it's laughable. Yeah, it's dangerous. But these these are the same people who are also getting sued, the same types of people who get sued. So. To me, it's like it's like a wash. You just keep flapping your lips over here. And Harry and Meghan are saying, well, we just going to keep doing what we're going to do over here and just keep it moving, you know. But for the record, I am ecstatic that they don't have to spend their their first holiday as a family because Archie is not a year old yet. This is his first Thanksgiving, first Christmas. They don't have to have that clouded and muddied. There's just a feeling sometimes you get when you're around. And I'm not saying I'm not speaking for them. I'm always clear on this podcast. I do not speak for them. I don't know them. But I I can see if they don't want to be around them. So, you know, we've all been in, in, in places where we've been forced to be around certain folks or other folks that and they could be members of our own family that we just don't want to be around. And at a time like the holidays, you kind of want to protect that, like that sacred time, especially if it's your first with your own family. So um, it makes more sense for them to spend it exactly how they want to spend it than to drape it in tradition of, you know, the royal family when by all appearances, they not really getting a whole lot of love in return from the royal family other than the royal family just trying to use them for workhorses to drag the rest of the royal family into the 21st century but it is what it is because they're going to be in america yay i hope so (laughs) um i i heard reports that they actually won't spend they may not spend the majority of their time in america in california maybe they'd go to canada i don't know but wherever they go i hope they enjoy themselves i hope they are you know trying to soak up some sun if they can get it and um that they're just just being able to relax and truly enjoy the season because that's what it's about. And if you can't enjoy it with the people you love without being disturbed, then that's how you end up hating Christmas. <laughs> Honestly, and you know, when I was a kid, I used to wonder why people hated Christmas. Well, like a, kids love Christmas, right? Kids love the holidays. Adults, some adults, not all adults, they hate it. And I realize sometimes family is a big part of that. So... Sometimes it can be. I'll put it that way. <laughs> it's not the case for everybody. If it's not the case for you, girl, consider yourself lucky. Um, but yeah, so the, yeah, that's my take on that. I'm just glad that they're they're able to do what they want to do. At the end of the day, they should be able to do that. Period. And speaking of people doing what they want to do, Megan and her team of lawyers are snatching folks up by the gums. And waving them around their head like a helicopter, Petey Pablo style. You know, um, she and her lawyers have made new claims. They brought out all the receipt seats and um, have made some, which we kind of knew, like we knew it. We didn't have the language necessarily to say it exactly as they spell it out because they are the ones suing. But I mean, we had the language, but they're the ones who are, they're obligated to spell it out. But um Boy, did they have a nice list going on for what they what they feel like 
their, their list of grievances with how specifically the Daily Mail, because the Duchess is soon the Daily Mail, remember, how they tried to characterize her and how, how, how specifically how they tried to damage her character and um, using her words and using her father to do so. Yes, he was a participant. He certainly was. But who do you think initiated that? I mean, truthfully, it could have been Thomas, but you know who was more than happy to print it. I mean, because it's not a story without the publication being there ready to print it. So um, she listed, just listed it right out. She said they lied to readers about publishing the full content of the letter which she wrote to her father. They omitted key passages because it would undermine its negative portrayal of the Duchess of Sussex. Like, imagine being that evil. You are omitting positive phrases of her very own letter in order to characterize her as some unloving daughter. How low can you be, right? It says that they exploited Thomas Markle with questions over methods used to track him down in Mexico. You know, Thomas Markle, he, he's participated in some things. But you can see how these people are savvy, like they hack you. You know, how many of them have been involved in hacker scandals? So they were able to track this man down. And yeah, he participated, but did he initiate it? You know, it's it's just something to consider. They made up a series of claims about her baby shower and her relationship with her mother. I remember that story. They were saying, oh, Dory is not at the baby shower. Oh, well, they must be pretty much beefing. Dory is not there. She's in America, but she's not able to she's not going to fly to New York to see her daughter and her, uh, you know, grandchild in utero. Uh, she is saying that they invented stories about the renovation of their home. So Frogmore Cottage. And we know that there was this idea of a yoga studio. Um, they talked about how it had more bedrooms than it actually does have uh, something about soundproofing because it's near the airport. And here's the thing. This was back when she was a new duchess. They had just become mayor or leading up to her giving birth. So keep in mind, she gave birth to Archie before they had their one year wedding anniversary. So, yeah, she's still technically new now. Um they just made up stuff and they didn't foresee where they are right now. Like they didn't foresee this lawsuit. And I have always been of the belief that they pick on Harry and Meghan and, or, and, and royals in general, to be honest. But Harry and Meghan, because they know Meghan is nice, right? They didn't think that she would have the guts to come out and do anything about it or that Harry and her together would ever come out and sue and hit as hard as they're hitting. They didn't foresee this. So they were just throwing trash article after trash article in the public's face just to see what would stick. And then she said they also claimed that she and Harry bought a 5,000-pound copper bath with a half a million-pound soundproofing system. So again, more lies about Frogmore Cottage with a yoga studio and a tennis court and they were adding a new wing to their home. That was not true. And she says they insisted wrongly that the non-existent items were paid for with the taxpayers' money in a bid to poison readers against the royal couple. We saw it from the beginning. Every single story. And it wasn't just the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail is just the one who got caught up because of the law. They didn't have a permission to publish the letter and they published it anyway. So you're getting sued because you broke the law. But like 
everybody, even still sometimes, it's backed off a tiny, tiny bit, but not really. But there was a time when every single day you could depend on there being a negative and just frankly absurd story about usually the Duchess of Sussex. And that's why I would always ask on this podcast, like, do people really believe that crap? Like, do they really sit down, read this garbage and then believe it? And I guess some people do. Or, you know, like the saying is that my mom will say, if you tell a lie enough, it becomes the truth. You know, maybe, maybe. Uh, and maybe that's what they were depending on. And certainly for somebody, you know, because, you know, actually, I've had people come up to me and say things about Megan that they thought were true that were started in one of these type of stories, you know. So damn right sue them. Because actually, it says that in February of this year, one of those stories had a record circulation of almost a million you add, I don't know if that takes into account online, but if it doesn't, add it in. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of eyes. That's a lot of people who are just, sometimes people do just read that type of stuff to pass the time. But things tend to seep in over time. And the more you read them, whether they're true or not, they seep into people's minds. That's why people, I think, in news and in organizations where if you can you know, make the royal family afraid or even certain members, certain senior members of the royal family afraid. You have a lot of power. That's why I say they just want to control Harry and Meghan. I hope they're realizing they can't, but they get off on knowing they have that power. I'm telling you, it's all like it's all just sadistic, sociopathic trash. But I really, really Hope they get taken to the woodshed because that's all they deserve. I'm proud of the Duchess of Sussex for sticking to her guns. It's not like I expected her to drop the lawsuit, but keep it coming. Keep the receipts coming because you got a whole army of people who were just right behind you and frankly saw it unfold before our eyes. So don't take your foot off their nexus. Keep that constant pressure applied. In fact, apply a little bit more and see what happens. And honestly, what I love the most about all of this is that while they're fighting with these lawsuits, they're still carrying on about their business the same way they were before the lawsuits. Like we saw Megan at the awards the day after. I'm not that awards, the um, the One Young World Summit the day after the documentary. Yeah, she was being honest and truthful about what she was experiencing in the documentary and, and, and it aired you know, it was recorded in Africa, but it aired. And then the next day she's like, bam, here I go. Here I go in royal, royal purple, because, you know, that's my color, because every color is my color, you know, because I'm that girl. And, you know, it's just this, you know, it's almost like there's the Megan that people want to be Megan, like this sad, curled up into a ball, crying in the corner girl. But in reality, she is who she is. And in fact, you're probably making her stronger, like you're making her skin tougher, especially given that she knows her home is her safe, you know, her her bubble. She has a love and protection of her husband. She has, you know, friends and family around her who love her and keep her supported and strong. Yeah, she's going to step out looking like a million bucks. 
You know, yeah, she's going to take time to write to a, a classroom of third graders who wrote her for uh, Black History Month over there. Yeah, Harry's just going to go to, you know, the onside awards and give a speech. Yeah, he's going to keep up with Garrett Thomas and remind everybody to give a finger to HIV. Yeah, they're going to keep doing what they're doing because that's what they do. You know, I, I just love that they're not backing off. They're not changing a thing about who they are. They're doubling down. And that's what champions do. I told y'all it's winter season. That's what champions do. You know, and while we're on that vein, I just want to, you know, give a shout out to all the people who see them winning, see how they do what they do and are doing their best to emulate that. Because, you know, I understand. I get it. I find myself trying to dress like Megan, too. (laughs) For real, for real. You know, so, uh, you know, shout out to shout out to those over there in the family who out here trying to do their thing, trying to modernize themselves a little bit. They didn't hung up their coat dresses and frocks and all these other little things that they wearing and they're trying to get jazzy with it. Jazz hands, ladies. Yes, yes. Jazz hands. Wiggle those fingers. Jazz hands. Yes, I get it. I get it. Handshakes and change. We got Papa Papa Charles out here finna do a capsule collection. Yeah, I know this is his second one, but he trying to see what else he can make of it. You know, because I guess maybe the first one wasn't a hit. But yeah, truthfully, I'm not trying to <laughs> trying to step on that because it is for a good cause. It's for kids. I think it's great. What I don't want to see though is people trying to. Oh, by the way, uh, I believe Megan also got Melania because someone gave a speech about feminism and. Now she's getting so much play, which is great because we haven't really seen a whole lot of women in the royal family talking about feminism. And all of a sudden, it's all the rage. But uh, thanks, Megan. Um, yeah, but what I don't want to see happen is they and I don't I don't see it happening, but I see the attempt is people sw- trying to swallow the Sussexes up. If you can't kill them, you can't beat them copy them and I don't mean that in the literal sense kill them of course but I mean there's a history here um but if you can't beat them copy them and hope that you can copy them enough or well enough that they no longer somehow stand out but see you can't copy their character because characters are built over a lifetime but you know why y'all out here jazzing up y'all Instagram? And that's, you know, that's nice because that's kind of like your face to the public. Um, you know, try to try to copy their, the, the way they treat people too. Try to copy the way you relate to people too. Try to copy the way that you see yourself as you relate to the public. Because that's at the crux of who they are. As people, as individuals, based on what I have observed. Again, I don't know them. However, I see the effort. And the thing is, people love to, especially when it comes to women and women of color, and those specifically descended of Africa. People love to disregard all the work you put in. But go ahead and try to scoop up the credit for themselves, though. You know, and lean on the the fact or the idea that they're going to automatically be credited. Because in this case, you might be an English rose or, you know, you might be the future queen. Like if you're Camilla in a jumpsuit, for example, oh, girl, you sassy. Yes. OK, that's fine because that's trivial stuff. Fashion is trivial stuff. 
But like, how you going to try to copy the person that you're not supporting? You're not even supporting. You're not even thinking about trying to support, even just emotionally. You know, so it's, it's just a little bit weird for me. But I say, you know what, just go for it. But try to copy the things that actually matter, that actually matter. Because let me remind you, Harry is the sixth in line. At some point in the future, maybe they'll go live somewhere else. That's their option. That's their choice. They don't have to go to nobody's throne. They ain't got to wear nobody's crown, girl. But, you know, for them to be eventually fading into obscurity, they sure are being emulated a lot by those who are supposedly <laughs> in the forefront. So it's just a little bit weird. But, hey, I just want to say I noticed, you know, I, I mean, I see the effort. I see the effort. Appreciate the effort. Continue the effort, though, because that's your job. Megan just out here doing her. Harry just doing him. But you actually got to do it for a whole nation and a whole commonwealth of folks. That's your obligation. So don't shy away from it when it gets too hard. Again, keep applying that pressure because that's your job. That's what you signed up to do. Well, maybe you didn't sign up if you were born into it, but you sure do like the perks or like the work. That's all. That's it. That's it. That's it. And speaking of the crown, spoiler alert, I, I, I'm really not going to give any spoilers, but you know, I'm the type of person when somebody talks about a show <laughs> that I haven't had the chance to watch, but I fully intend to watch. If they talk about it on the podcast, I just skip the whole section. So I'm trying to just talk and fill up the space with, you know, enough of a warning for the people who actually want to watch The Crown that, uh, you know, I might give away spoilers without even intending to. But um, I'm just going to talk about it for a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. OK. All right. All right. There you go. So you've been warned. So the thing about if you have watched this season of The Crown, it's the third season. And my God, like, I mean, I mentioned it on Twitter a little bit. First of all, I love the show. I love the show. Even if my view of the, even just the characters, since Megan has become a royal, my view of the characters have changed because they are characters in the show, even though they're based on real people. Um, the acting is superb. I mean, Season after season after season, what I absolutely love about uh, some of the some of the you could say scenes, but I love about the whole show. But there can be a scene where the emotional uh, like intensity is ratcheted up so high, but like very little is actually being said. Like that's how you know the acting is good because they're acting with their feelings in their body, but. Um, I mean, the, 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 the show is just, the acting is great. But I find myself not empathizing with the characters <laughs> as much despite the acting. Uh, you know, just because, you know, the older or the, the longer the show is on and, you know, as the show evolves and the characters get older and they start to die off. And then, you know, because like this season you have Camilla, a young Camilla on there. Um, I'm assuming next season you know, you'll have Diana on there and, you know, eventually because the show is a hit. I don't really don't think it's going nowhere. But, um, you know, then you'll eventually maybe have Harry and Will on there, maybe his little boys or something. So it'll just just go with the family. I find the, the longer it goes, even though I know it's history, 
like, <laughs> the more I want, like, the queen to, like, stub her toe or some shit or, like, you know, uh, I was telling somebody on Twitter how, like, I, and by the way, the Charles on this season is excellent. So good. So good. But um, how uh, uh, a little Andrew, Andrew's on this season, and he's just a little boy. And I was like, man, I just hope he just trip and fall and bust his teeth out. <laughs> and I wouldn't wish that on any kid, like, at all. <laughs> but that mother, yeah. So, um, well, he's just a kid. He's only in, like, maybe, like, five scenes in the whole season. But it's him, though. It's based on him, that 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 weird lion monster, you know, that was in the news all, like, literally all week this week. Um, but, you know, maybe that's maybe that's a good thing about the show is that uh, you root for them or you root against them. And that says a lot. That's, that says that you're sort of invested. So if you haven't watched The Crown, it's because there's a lot of people that, you know, hit me up or tweeted me and said that they did not watch The Crown and they were, you know, now they were interested or they were curious now because so many people are talking about it. Check it out. Start from the beginning, though. Really, you don't have to, but I really recommend you start from the beginning, the first season. If you have Netflix and just go from there, you will enjoy it. Um, because it is also, you know, the monarchy is it. I mean, you might not like them as people, but as an institution, it's living history. It really is. And so um, the show, it portrays that very well. One thing I will say about this season they show very well. Like this season is showing the royal family as who we kind of know them to be now. Sort of this ruthless, uncaring, in ways, family that just always puts more. But you, we saw it in previous seasons, too, with Margaret and um, who she wanted to marry and all of that. But. I really just recommend watching it if you are interested in it. You don't have to love them, you know, in real life. But the show itself, if you like the artistry of it, it's really great. And it and it puts in those historical moments, those global moments from like the 60s and the 50s that we all shared as um, as humanity, you know, whether it was a war or the, you know, um, Man on the Moon, Neil Armstrong, or the assassination of Kennedy. So I recommend it. Uh, by the way, this is not sponsored. I'm just speaking as a fan. Uh, but yeah, check it out. It definitely uh, gets the wheels turning. So with that, I'll just say that is all I have for today. I have to start editing this podcast so I can get it out on time, as well as try to uh, ensure that I can begin working on some other short form stuff that I got store in store for you guys on YouTube. I just want to thank you guys for listening, hanging out with me another week. Uh, find me on Twitter at Sussex Squad. On Instagram, I am at Sussex Set. I promise I will try to post more on Instagram. Um, Spotify, where you can follow my Sussex Rising playlist. Of course, keep shining your lights, love, and until next time, peace. I'm a bad bitch, you can't kill me, kill me.